Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another recap edition of the LightningInsider.com podcast. I am Eric Erlinson from LightningInsider.com, coming to you after Saturday's game against the Dallas Stars. Yes, we finally, finally got to see the Stanley Cup rematch we've all been waiting for. Of course, the first four scheduled games between the two 2020 Stanley Cup finalists were postponed, the first two, because of a COVID outbreak uh, that the Dallas Stars had in the middle of training camp that pushed back the two games scheduled in January. And then, of course, two weeks ago, the weather situation in Dallas, the uh, unexpected and unpredictable cold weather that they had that put a strain on the Dallas area's power situation that forced the Stars to actually postpone four games that week, two against Nashville and then two against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But they finally got to face each other for the first time since Game 6 of the 2020 Stanley Cup Final that took place in Edmonton in the bubble situation. Of course, the Lightning won that series in six games. But the rematch proved to be no match as the Lightning pulled away with a 5 to nothing victory. And really, there's not a whole lot to nitpick uh, for this team coming out of this game. And compare that to two nights earlier when they beat Carolina but probably didn't deserve that game with the way that the Lightning faced or, or squared off against Carolina. I think to a man, everybody after the game felt that the Hurricanes were the better team on the ice that night on Thursday, and the Lightning were able to just take advantage of a couple of situations. Their skill players took over and made the difference in a 3-1 to victory. This was the complete opposite. This was a game that Tampa Bay absolutely deserved to win. Their special teams were outstanding tonight. They get a shorthanded goal from Anthony Sorelli back in the lineup after missing two weeks due to an upper body injury he suffered in Florida. Uh, he scores a beautiful break hand, uh, backhander on a breakaway situation while shorthanded. The power play converts on both its opportunities, and certainly the power play was not very good against Carolina by any stretch of the imagination. The Hurricanes actually outchanced and out-attempted Tampa Bay on its own power play in that game. So special teams came through five on five. Uh, they were really good. Um, didn't really give the Stars many opportunities, many chances uh, off the top of my head. And if you correct me if I'm wrong, I believe the uh, attempts five on five for Dallas were in the low 20s, low to mid 20s. And so it was, it was the same way for Tampa Bay as well. But when it's a, a score effects type of situation, as Tampa Bay did build up a 4 nothing lead 
through two periods, there were no score effects in this game. The five-on-five play by Tampa Bay was just as strong as it's been really all year. Their structure, their ability to get into the position that they need to be in, in the defensive zone when Dallas had the puck, was outstanding. And that's how you get a game like tonight. They didn't give Dallas much of anything. And so you combine a dominant penalty kill, which actually outscores Dallas on their six power play opportunities. You get a power play that converts twice on two opportunities. Andre Pilat with his fifth power play goal of the year, his seventh goal overall. They got things uh, or put Tampa Bay on the board in the first period. And then you get a power play goal from Pat Maroon on just a a beautifully well-designed play as the puck wheels from one side to the other and back across uh, for a tap-in backdoor play by Pat Maroon off a, a pass from Tyler Johnson. And then you get two five-on-five goals. A shot from Braden Point, which uh, I'm going to talk more about uh, on the website uh, if anybody is a subscriber to lightninginsider.com. And just the masterful shot that Braden Point did to score his goal and then an, another even-strength goal from Steven Stamkos early in the third period that made it 5 nothing a one-timer off a backhand pass from Anthony Sorelli uh, that chased goaltender Anton Hudobin from the net and brought in Jake Ottinger to serve the rest of the way. But really, the game was over by that point. Tampa Bay was not going to be uh, giving up a five-goal lead in the third period, uh, especially with the way that they are performing and they were uh, playing uh, throughout Saturday's game. A couple of things to kind of look at. First of all, the return of Anthony Sorelli. He makes such a difference in the lineup. And he's off to a great start to his season Uh, from an offensive standpoint. uh, You're talking about a guy who's really maturing into a more of a complete player. We know how much of a defensive presence that he has. He's their top penalty kill forward. You know, to be included in the conversation for the Selkie Award in just your third year in the NHL is just a feat that's just not heard of in this league because it's such a, a reputation award. So you, you know that that defensive presence is going to be there. But he's starting to add some offense to his game. Before he was injured, he was just around uh, a point per game offensively. And then he comes back tonight and he has an assist and a goal, but also his penalty killing. He was a big part of a penalty kill that did kill off six Dallas power plays. Dallas spent almost 11 minutes with the man advantage in this game. Some of that was in the third period where the game's pretty much out of reach by then. But still, uh, early in the game, I mean, look, Tampa Bay had to kill off a power play five minutes into the game. And this is... Five minutes into a game, they did not start very well. They had problems connecting passes. They had issues getting into the zone. Dallas was doing a really good job to start this game of pinching Tampa Bay's uh, zone entry attempts. They were just squeezing them off right at the blue line along the boards in particular. And Dallas had the puck a lot. They didn't do a ton with it, but they had the puck almost the entire first five minutes of the game. And then Ryan McDonough takes a, a tripping call which coincided with a couple of big rigs uh, dropping the gloves is uh, Jamie Oleksiak, the big defenseman in Dallas, whose nickname is the Big Rig. And, of course, Pat Maroon, number 14, also called the Big Rig. 
uh, squared off in a pretty lengthy fight uh, that lasted uh, quite a bit. That's a that's a long time to go for a couple of big guys. Uh, so those two things coincided, but Tampa Bay still had to go out and kill that penalty uh, after the fight, and they did, and they did a wonderful job at it. And it just seemed like as soon as that power play expired, they found their legs. Not that they weren't skating before, but they definitely looked more engaged, more energized after that point. You know, so it took about seven minutes for them to, to find their skating legs and get into the game. Not again, this is not a nitpick because I even had somebody ask me the question on Twitter during the game, how come it seems like they have slow starts? And they don't uh, per se. You're going to get them occasionally for sure. Uh, but, you know, think back to the game Monday in Carolina. They did. They couldn't have had a better start except for the fact they didn't score. I mean, the shots were 11-1 to at one point in the first period of that game against Carolina. I actually ended up giving up the first goal in that game before coming back to win it. Uh, even Wednesday's game against Carolina, they started off very well, got a 2 nothing lead in the first period and, and kind of built on it from there. Um, you know, when, when you're the defending Stanley Cup champion, you have every team's attention as soon as the game starts. They come in wanting to put on their best effort against the champs. There's no doubt about it, especially in, in this odd season where every game is against the Central Division. You're playing the same seven opponents all year, so you're going to get their best effort every night, especially now as we're inching towards the midway point of this 56-game schedule where now you're going to have to start looking at playoff positioning and, and everything like that. Dallas Dallas is in a tough spot. Just mentioned the four games that they had postponed because of the weather and the power situation in Texas. They had four games rescheduled from the start of the year. They're opening two games against Florida and then, of course, the two games against Tampa Bay. So they're behind in terms of number of games of every other team in the division. But they're also in a tough spot because they put themselves behind. They went through a a six-game winless stretch before they beat Florida the other night. And then they blew a 2-0 third-period lead on Thursday against the Panthers. Uh, Again, those are opportunities for, if you're Dallas, to really close a gap. I mean... We talked about this in the last couple of uh, these podcasts that I've done. Every game is a four-point game. So every game is a four-point swing. And Dallas, in the span of about seven minutes in that third period against Florida, lost four points because they don't gain any and Florida gains two. So they've they've already got to start making up some ground here. So they're going to come out looking hungry, and I felt that they did tonight. It'll be interesting to see how things go on Tuesday when these two teams meet in Dallas, if the fact that it becomes a venue change changes anything from the star standpoint. But Dallas had their attention tonight. They were they should have been a more ornery group, to be honest with you. They should have come out with more fire in them because not only are you facing the team that beat you in the Stanley Cup final last year, you blew the lead the other night against Florida, and you're falling behind points-wise. I mean, Chicago, if anybody, anybody expected the Chicago Blackhawks to be in this position right now, in the division, actually in a playoff spot, go ahead and raise your hand. 
And if you raise your hand, go ahead and put it down because you're lying. There's no way anybody, even probably the Chicago Blackhawks, as optimistic as they wanted to be, could have thought that they would be in a playoff position right here as we hit the end of February, nearly two months into this truncated season. So Dallas is going to come out hungry against Tampa Bay. And they did. And credit to the Lightning, they withstood. Not that it was a swarm, not that Dallas was all over them, but they controlled the start of this game. And then Tampa Bay settled in. They get the goal from Andre Pilat three seconds into a power play. And they just kind of took over from there. And to me, probably the most structured game I've seen from them all year. Because every time Dallas got into the zone, I mean, think about how many odd man rushes the Hurricanes generated on Thursday against Curtis McElhaney. I can't, I can't recall thinking back right now off the top of my head of any odd man rushes Dallas had tonight. I, I got to go back and look at the numbers. I don't have them in front of me. But I'm pretty sure... Dallas didn't really have any odd man opportunities tonight because the lighting were so in tune of what they wanted to accomplish from the neutral zone back into their own zone. Yeah, Dallas hit a couple of posts tonight, uh, but they weren't dangerous posts. As I mentioned with uh, Jay Retcher in our Facebook Live on 95.3 that we do after every home game, that... uh, they weren't like they were all outsides of the post, right? So they weren't crossbars. They weren't uh, inside of posts. They were outside of posts that they hit. So they didn't have a ton of dangerous looks. And again, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I recall looking at one point late in the game, the five on five. This doesn't count the power play because it's different. But the five on five high danger chances. I think Dallas might have had one. And that tells you that they were not, that the Lightning were not allowing the Stars to get to the middle areas of the ice because those are the danger areas. That's why they're called high danger chances. Thanks, Captain Obvious, Eric. But those are the areas you want to protect first and foremost. And the Lightning were just tremendous at that tonight. Does that sometimes make for boring hockey? It does. In fact, I even had somebody come over to me at the end of the first period up in the press box and go, do people pay to watch this? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uh, It doesn't make it the most exciting. It's not wide open hockey. It's not pond hockey. It's structured hockey. And it's winning hockey. Uh, And this is still a game where Tampa Bay ended up scoring five goals. And everybody loves offense, right? But you like it even more when your team has the offense and the other team has none. So not the most exciting brand to play, but it's, it's a style that wins. It's a style that Tampa Bay they didn't perfect it, but they really zeroed in on a lot of these elements that we watched tonight against a team that they defeated in the Stanley Cup Final. That is a lot of the elements that this team showed throughout their playoff run last year. They were structured. They were patient. Uh, they had some a few turnover issues early in this game, as I mentioned, when Dallas had the puck a lot. Some of that was because Tampa Bay was turning the puck over. So there were some of those elements. But for the most part, from the middle of the first period on, 
didn't have bad passes, didn't put themselves into bad situations, didn't try and force things. And that's what this team did throughout the playoffs last year, and that's how they won a Stanley Cup. Talent helps. Don't you got to have talent. You know, you can X and O all you want. As uh, uh, back in my days at the Tribune covering high school sports and prep football, I uh, had a coach one time tell me in a real southern accent, it ain't the X's and the O's, it's the Jimmy's and the Joe's, which just means you can have all you want in terms of a game plan and trying to map things out and structure things. you still got to have the talent to execute it, and certainly we know that the Lightning have the talent to execute it, but that's part of what their DNA is now. It's play solid, don't hurt yourself, and let your talent win the game. In a lot of ways, that's what happened tonight. They were structured. They were disciplined. Other than these six penalties, I'm talking about a different kind of discipline. They were disciplined to their structure. And then their talent took over. You know, like I said, the the, the Sorelli breakaway, it was a two-on-one that turned into an open opportunity for Sorelli in alone on Hudobin. And, you know, that's a guy, and I'll get more into this as well on LightningInsider.com, where... Last year, if Sorelli had a breakaway, he was probably running into the goaltender, right? And he, he, he kind of chuckled when I asked him that question after the game tonight. Uh, but the move he put on tonight was top-grade goal, deking and then pulling the puck on his backhand and then flipping it over. The goal, as I mentioned, from Braden Point is a world-class goal. The goal from Steven Stamkos is a world-class goal. And then the power play goal by Pat Maroon is uh, just it's a, it, it is a textbook type of play, um, but they pulled that one off. So you when you play discipline to your structure, when you play not necessarily a safe game, but a low risk game, you're going to put yourself into opportunities to win games, and that's the whole philosophy that this team showed throughout the postseason last year. And that's where they're at. It's a much different game than they had on Thursday against Carolina, where the Hurricanes had a ton of uh, breakaways, odd man rushes. So the first rematch of the Stanley Cup Finals was no match at all, as Tampa Bay flexed their muscle, showed who they are, who they want to be, no matter who the opponent is. And that's that's a, a, a tricky thing this season for all teams is, you know, can you be the Green Bay Packers of the early 60s that were winning all sorts of NFL championships? You know, the Green Bay sweep. This is what we do well, try and stop us. Can you do that in the NHL? I don't know, maybe. But that's, that's, the, that's what teams are going to have to try and do. And we just saw it because we saw Tampa Bay come off of four straight games against Carolina. And Carolina stifled Tampa Bay's power play. They sort of stifled their forecheck, which is about adjustments. So can teams adjust in this season when you're playing the same team two, three, sometimes four times in a row? 
can you make the proper adjustments to say face a Tampa Bay team that basically wants to do what they do and they're going to force you to take them out of it can you adjust to that don't be left out make sure you subscribe to the lightning insider on apple Podcasts, spotify and anywhere else where podcasts are found now here again is there it's not it's not an easy situation uh you know we're gonna see it next week Tampa Bay opens that six-game road trip on Tuesday in Dallas. They'll play three straight in Chicago after that. So three of the four games that they play at the United Center this year are going to take place Thursday, Friday, and Sunday of next week. So what kind of adjustments can be made in then? And there's so much tape that it's almost hard to think that you could be a team that says, okay, this is what we're doing, try and stop us, and then not expect the other team to make adjustments. But when Tampa Bay does put its best gate forward, which they did tonight, or Saturday night, depending on when you're listening to this, they're tough to beat. And that's why they're still considered by many, despite what is going on in the North Division the Canadian division where everybody is fawning over the Toronto Maple Leafs because of the start that they're off to in a division where teams, let's face it, don't play very good defense. But that's why Tampa Bay is once again considered the favorite to win a Stanley Cup because they're doing this right now without Nikita Kucherov. They did it missing two weeks of Anthony Strelli. Granted, they lost three out of four games in that stretch, but you get my point. When they're healthy and they're playing like they did tonight, they're going to be very difficult for any team to beat. And then I haven't even mentioned number 88 in the back. He wasn't tested a ton, but he made 20 stops, pitched the shutout. It is his second consecutive shutout. He is not allowed a goal in seven consecutive periods going back to Monday's game against Carolina where he shut the Hurricanes out in uh, the third period. So if you're going to put all the elements of that discipline structure that I just mentioned and combine that with the best goalie in the world back there, they're tough to beat. And this is probably why a lot of fans get a little frustrated, right? And I know it, I see it. Because when you see them at their best, you expect them to be at their best every night. And it's, it's hard. I, if you've ever listened to me speak on this stuff before, it's difficult to be at the top of your game every single night in the NHL. This season's a different story because you're not in Edmonton one night, Calgary the next, Vancouver two nights after that, flying 3,000 miles to come back home. Everything is in within the division. You're not traveling anywhere near as much, so you take that element out of it. But it's hard to be at the top of your game every single night. And if you're not, <laughs> there's always another team on the ice, right? It's one thing we tend to forget when we have these conversations. There's always another team on the ice, and guess what? They want to win too. And they have good players too. Do they have the depth 
of the high skill players that Tampa Bay has, not many teams do. But they have, every team in this league has elite talent. And they want to win games too. So if you're not at your best, that sort of opens the door a little bit for a team to come in and take advantage of you. But if they're going to play the way they did against the Dallas Stars in this game, not many teams are going to beat them. Again, we'll see what this road trip comes up to. But at the end of the day, in this division, just make the playoffs. It's like any other year. Just make the playoffs. 56-game schedule. You, you, I, I haven't seen the standings. I don't know what the lead is opened up over the fifth-place team, which I think is Columbus, which lost again today to Nashville. So just get in and then see what happens from there. But there's no reason to think that this team is not going to be there when we get to May and the playoffs start because they're going to have more nights like tonight than nights they had against Carolina in a game they actually won. All right, make sure you check out lightninginsider.com. Again, I'm going to have more on that Braden Point goal because it was just brilliant. It's it's something that I'll try and break down a little bit. Uh, I have more on the return of Anthony Sorelli. I'll also get into why Braden Point and Andre Pilat and some of the other team's top players had extremely reduced ice time. I'll discuss that Um We'll also get into uh, why their power play worked so well tonight as well. Um, And then myself and Greg Linelli will be back with a podcast. You can look for that uh, Sunday night or Monday morning, uh, depending on when we get it uh, recorded. Uh, So look for that. So make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you review. Make sure you share this podcast. And don't forget to check out our sponsor, Manscaped.com. Again, use the keyword bolts. You get 20% off. And free shipping on any order. That's manscaped.com. They got the lawnmower. They got the weed whacker. They got the cologne. They got um, lotions and all kinds of great products. T-shirts as well. Travel bags. Check it out. 20% off. Free shipping. Manscaped.com. Use the keyword bolts. Thanks as always everybody for listening. For sharing your feedback. If you like these game recaps. I'll keep doing it. Uh, I've had a couple of people get back to me and say they like it. Uh, So send me an email, eric at lightninginsider.com. If you like these, I'll keep it. If not, we'll scale it back a little bit. Uh, So just let me know. Uh, But again, we'll be back with Greg Linelli on Sunday. Dallas, or Tampa Bay is in Dallas on Tuesday to start a six-game road trip. Uh, So look for all that coverage on lightninginsider.com. And until the next podcast, see ya. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.